Surface is a brand new psychological thriller on Apple TV Plus created by Veronica West and starring Gugu Mbata Raw, who you know from Loki, Oliver Jackson Cohen, who you know from The Haunting of Hill House, and also Bly Manor. It is the story about a woman who is suffering from amnesia after seemingly committing suicide. But there are some strange things going on because she can't seem to recollect her past and people keep telling her that everything is not as it seems. This is the second thing in a month that is very Hitchcockian. The first one was Decision to Leave Mm. and this follows a very similar methodology. So if you've seen Rear Window, if you've seen Vertigo, you get the idea of what the series is trying to do. There is a mystery at the core of it. There are these individuals, all of whom who have secrets. Not all of them are necessarily bad people, but they're all hiding something. And there is this woman who is trapped in the center who is trying to figure stuff out. The San Francisco setting doubles down on the Hitchcockian-ness of the show, and I think it adds a lot to it. And I have to say, I really, really enjoyed this. This feels unlike a lot of the thrillers that we've seen on Netflix or even on HBO. In an episodic series, things have to happen. You can't just stretch it out and then have a big reveal in episode seven or eight. And in this show, in Surface, at least two or three major things happen in every episode. And yet, Mm -hmm. despite those revelations, it's not even close to the end of the mystery. And I think that's a kind of writing we haven't seen in a very long time. And so I was on the hook from the get-go. I also think that in these kinds of shows, there's always the expectation that there's going to be car chasers, a little sexy, sexy. But in this particular show, in Surface, it's all character. It's not just character-driven. The writing's around character. Nobody's finding a gun under the carpet. Nobody's finding right. a bloody knife behind the couch. This is just about Gugu Mbatha-Rao's character, Sophie, trying to figure out, not only trying to remember her past and the memory that she's lost, but also trying to figure out what happened to her and also these things about her husband, who may or may not be the dream husband, that the rest of the world sees and it all sort of slowly pieces together. I don't want to say it pieces together because there's a picture forming slowly, but we don't know if it's a good picture or a bad picture. In the sense that once the picture is formed, we don't know if the crime is solved, you know? It's also rare because it's an original work in that it's not based on a novel or it's not based on a graphic novel or based on anything else. I mean, it does take very, very clear inspirations from those thrillers of the past, but that is mostly a mood setting more than anything else. I don't think it actually feels very derivative of those things. There's also a really, really cool... I guess, thematic element to the series. And it's something that I haven't come across either. But this idea of being married to someone when you have amnesia and you are told that this is your love of your life, but you have absolutely no recollection of loving this person or falling in love with this person or getting married to this person. And that plays out in a really cool way. I think like in episode three or four, I can't remember which one now, they go to the hotel where they got married and he's got to describe to her the wedding ceremony. And it's so weird. For me, it's not that. For me, it's the moment after that where James, the husband, takes Sophie to the indoor pool and says, this is a moment that we shared just the two of us. 
And it's weird now because you don't know that moment happened. Only I do. And there's nobody else to prove that that moment happened. This really beautiful, magical moment after their wedding, right? And I think that in itself feels like a horror movie. Yes. You know, even from his point of view, because he is now grappling with this idea that the woman he loves essentially no longer remembers him. Correct. And she has to grapple with the fact that all of this could be made up. This could just be shit. Exactly. He's telling her because he wants her to love him or because he wants her to ignore the fact that there are other strange things happening in his life. This is the non-comedy version of 51st Dates in some ways, right? Oh, yes, exactly. And Gugu Mbatha Raw is fantastic. Like, she plays that part really, really well. And the other thing I like about the show is, because there's another character in the show as well, Baden, who is a policeman, and we won't give away anything more, but Mm. throughout the whole thing, you don't know who to believe or who to support. Yeah, And so you're in the same position that she is. You don't know who's lying to her. You don't know who's telling the truth. And sometimes when they're plotting stuff, I kept going back and forth between, wait, 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 are you doing the right thing? Isn't this a bit extreme? What's happening? That may be a good guy. What are you doing? All of that is constantly toying with you throughout this entire series. Even the Baden character, I like the fact that even he is a conflicted, complicated person in this relationship. The connection between Baden and Sophie and James, it's complicated, but it doesn't feel unnecessarily so. It doesn't feel like dramatic story ties for story ties sake. There's something that happens, I think, in episode two that I'm, I'm just going to describe the moment when Gugu Mbata Rao's character goes to the SFPD and tries to find him. That could have been dragged out, right? It could have been dragged out over three episodes. It could have been dragged out over four episodes about, about Baden's inclinations to this relationship. But it's completely gotten rid of. That particular thing is put at rest immediately and I love that. That goes back to why this is such a well-written series. And if you like psychological thrillers, this is the thing that you should watch because... So many of the other shows that we watch lean into the lazy writing. They withhold information for absolutely no reason. Because they've got 10 episodes to fill, it feels like the 10th episode has to do all of the heavy lifting. Yeah. And this one reminds me a lot of Mare of Easttown, which is another HBO show, the Kate Winslet one, which was also superb. And it followed a very similar methodology. You give people information. You don't hide information from people. You give them the information because the information actually deepens the mystery. Yes. As opposed to stretching out the question of, oh, who is this guy? We don't know who this guy is. And it just becomes annoying at that point. And I think Veronica West does a tremendous job. And it's something that Hitchcock was incredible at doing. Like when you watch Vertigo, for example, Vertigo feels like two or three different movies because you don't know what you're watching when you go into it. The opening sequence with the rooftop chase, a cop falling to his death. And you're like, oh, this is some dark shit. But then cut to a few months later where Jimmy Stewart's recovering And it feels almost like a screwball comedy at times. And then it completely shifts gears when he's tailing this woman. Like there's so much that happens in that movie to kind of bolster the mystery that's taking place. And for me, Surface feels a lot like that. Don't get me wrong. It is not comedic in any way. This is a very serious show. But everything that these characters do service the story. And I think that's 
so good. The way she plays the character of Sophie, there will be a tendency to take the easy route, which is the victim route, right? Whereas Sophie isn't. And she's not just the, oh, I'm going to take the bull by the horns kind of person and figure all right. this shit out. She doesn't, you know, she, she knows when she needs help. She knows when she doesn't trust someone. But she's a very strong character. And I love that this series is essentially led by a strong female character who has no background, essentially, right? We we are learning about Sophie the way Sophie's learning about Sophie. And I think that that balance is beautiful. And it's and it also, again, that's another very Hitchcockian thing about the women in his movies are not just damsels in distress. And the fact that she has amnesia, none of that takes away from her strength. Which is also very, very cool because sometimes you can use that amnesia to make her a damsel in distress or a much weaker character than she actually is. And I think a lot of that has to do with Gugumbata Raw's personality and yeah. performance as well because she just yeah. she has a strength to her being and her presence that is just very, very powerful. So that translates immediately. I'm enjoying the show, but I think this is something that you reached out to me about. I won it big. The way the fucking thing is shot. At first, I thought it was okay. But the more I watch it, that tilt-shift lens thing is really starting to get on my nerves. Hey, why does this happen? It ha- it's not just in the show. It's in almost every new modern TV yeah. show that we see. And I don't know if you have noticed it. This is to all you listeners out there. But point out the scenes when you do. Filmmakers have a tendency these days, saw it in Shining Girls as well, where when they're framing a scene, the top and the bottom, sometimes the sides are blurred out. It's like a tilt-shift effect, and it seems like a new thing. It's not something that happened in old shows, and I don't know why this stylistic device is being used more and more these days. I don't think it adds anything to the thriller at all. I get the thinking behind it. It's the, you know, oh, to be a little artsy is that thing of like, oh, the the things in her periphery are blurred because she doesn't know her history. She doesn't know her background. Everything's just a little off-center. Everything's just a little outside of focus. But I don't need it. I don't need it. It doesn't help. If anything, it's distracting. It takes me away because for that split second, I'm thinking about, God damn, I hate the fact that this thing's blurry in the corners has taken me out of the story i thought something was fucked up with my tv for the longest time i was just like oh man is there something wrong with my HDMI cable is it doing something funny at the top and the bottom what is happening Uh, so it's not a surface problem it seems to be like an every new show problem it's like a it's like a style problem now it's like everybody's gotten this school of thought where like oh if 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 the character's confused it must be blurry you know i just find it annoying also because in surface it doesn't happen for every shot it's only her yes. shots. Yes. And so that that switching back and forth just reminds me constantly about how much better this can look. But you know, that small nitpick aside, Surface is definitely a show that you should check out on Apple TV+. Plus. It drops tomorrow. That's Friday, the 29th of July. Let us know what you think. Once you've seen it, you know how to reach out to us. GogglerMY, all of our social media feeds, podcast at goggler.my is our email address and you can also send us a whatsapp on the goggler hotline 012-524-5208 thank you so much for listening this is the goggler podcast